Can we start it like, are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. Can we start it like um, just casual? Like, mm, this wine tastes really good. <laughs> Super casual. <Let's> talk. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my friends. This is a special bread and wine episode this week. I have the pleasure of giving you one of our best of episodes from 2021. Nicole and I have been on this journey for, oh, almost a year now, and I'm excited to share one of our most downloaded episodes, which is entitled Fire Movement or Not. Yes, another movement that I've gotten into. And, oh, Nicole and I discuss uh, whether it makes sense for us and, and uh, other sense for other people as well. Uh, I am traveling this week. I'm at a conference in Franklin, Tennessee for the Ramsey group. Uh, Dave Ramsey and his team are putting on an event for influencers like me and a bunch of other folks to help us do better content, man. I'm really excited to be there. So I got really into Dave for a period of time. I got really into the fire movement for a period of time. So listen to Nicole and I chat about the fire movement today. Uh, Next week, I'm going to be doing another best of for the Thanksgiving holiday. That's when we'll talk about Dave Ramsey's baby steps as well. So kind of just touching on all of the movements (laughs) that I've dabbled in over the years and how my wife has uh, pulled her hair out in the process. So anyway, without further ado, here is our episode that we did earlier this year entitled Fire Movement or Not. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bread and Wine, where my wife, Nicole, and I get together and we have a quick conversation about what's going on in our lives. And at the same time, we have a nice glass of wine. So cheers to you, baby. Cheers. Glad to be back for another fun episode with you all. We're here in beautiful Fort oh, right. Lauderdale. <laughs> right. We're not in I mean, our, our basement <laughs> right now. We're in Fort Lauderdale. This is where our house, but... Yeah, and a nice vacation uh, with the kids, having a good time. Beach in the background. So we thought we'd But bread jump and wine live. must go on. It must go Andy on. says. <laughs> so, Slave driver here. So, okay. So today I want to talk... I'm dedicating this episode to my friend Audra, who texted me and said that she recently... Um, got into watching and uh, learning about the fire movement. And she texted and said, hey, is that whole thing that Andy, you know, this whole journey he's been on for five years that, like, just goes over most people's heads, you know, is it is that all about fire? Because I just learned about fire. And is that what you guys are, are doing? Because now I get it. And it got me thinking, like, I was, like, trying to text message her back, and I was like how do I even explain this? I have such a love hate with fire. (laughs) Like we sort of kind of, you brought it up to me in the beginning. We were sort of kind of trying to do it. And then we got in the biggest fight of our marriage. And then I think we've kind of like taken it and spun our own version of it. So I wanted to talk about fire and about our journey. I love it. So, um, how did you first learn about that's a good question. I, you know, fell into the sort of Dave Ramsey camp in the beginning with the debt-free movement and got to a point where we were planning to pay off the mortgage and are almost paying off the mortgage. And I was sort of like, well, what's next? What other crazy wild stuff can I do? So I was Googling a lot of articles. I was listening to more podcasts. And I started to get into this guy, Scott Allen Turner, the financial rock star and I really liked his show and kind of binge listened to that and a lot of the conversations were yeah. about financial independence and, and meanwhile if none of you guys know Andy Andy um, 
every time he reads something, it's like gospel. Yes. <laughs> like at least yes. in the beginning until if anybody has poking holes in published it and, a podcast or written a book. I'm like, right. well, that's obviously the right. truth. So and when that's you what read we Dave Ramsey, it yeah. was, oh, this is, this is the way to go. Yes. And then you listened to Scott Allen Turner and yes. then you were like, well, maybe this is the way this to go. This is the way to go now. Yeah. <laughs> and every time you like do that you come to me like yes. later and you're like this is what we're doing now right and I come to you like I've been talking to you about it for a while yeah. and then just um, as soon as I say it I'm like alright so we're good right and you're like right. I have no idea what you're even talking about so <laughs> maybe you want to explain it to me a little further yeah. <laughs> alright so you start listening to Scotty yeah Turner. so learning about financial independence and the whole idea just so people don't, who don't know what the fire movement is essentially it's you know uh Taking your income that you're earning today and maximizing your savings power and investing a lot of your money so that you have the ability to retire early or just kind of choose to do work that you would rather do than maybe the work you're doing today. So that was really appealing to a guy who really did not like his job, you know? And so when it was, and that message hit me right at that moment where... You know, I'm a guy working at a job I don't like. I got two young kids and I want out. You know, I want to be able to spend more time with my kids and less time traveling around the country doing work that I don't really like. So the message hit me at the right time. I think at the beginning it was like, you were like, I don't like my job, so we need to pay off the mortgage. We need to pay off our cars. I need to not have bills that I need to pay so that I don't feel like I have a noose around my neck every single day and that I have more options. Right. But then, and so I was all on board with that, you know, I was like, okay, we're going to pay off the mortgage. We're going to pay off our cars and then we're going to be able to like relax and have fun. Yes. And then right when we started getting to the finish line of the mortgage process, of the mortgage process and of the having paid off cars and, you know, not having bills each month, um, then you were like, well, I think I can just quit my job and like (laughs) not work. We could just live off of a tenth of what we're making right now. And I was like, (gasps) and you were like, no, 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 it's cool. I just talked to a couple that like lives in an Airstream and I'm like, (gasps) (laughs) yeah, that's that's true. So very early on in the process, I was interviewing people on the show that I was super excited about chatting with. And I thought it was cool and reasonable to be able to, hey, save as much as you can and then invest the rest. And then eventually you get this sort of pot of money that you can just live off of because you're, you know, taking the the dividends or the interest and utilizing that as your your annual expenses to, to live off of. Um, and so some of the people I interviewed in the beginning, I, I was I, I could I personally could live on less than Nicole, I think. But so when I when I brought him up to Nicole, it sounded like a lot of deprivation. It was like, hey, we're going to we would it's have brown bananas. We would have to have sold our solar house and move somewhere very smaller than we have. So essentially decreasing our lifestyle today. So going to Look. you and saying that was not yeah. an appealing way. Hey, right. how about we yeah. live we live on less money than we're making today for a long period of time Correct. so that we can downgrade our lifestyle. Exactly. And that that was my approach. Yeah. So no that wonder was, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and hey, I think it's fantastic the the folks that you've interviewed that have figured out how to retire early and that are happy living in an airstream and it sounds like it fits with their lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They're happy. But for us, it was like, okay, well, what's the level um, of living that we do feel happy at? And how can we, whether it's retire early or just make less money, mm-hmm. but do something that we like, yep. how can we, where's that sweet spot, you know? 
Absolutely. So maybe we're not striving for a yacht, mm-hmm. and maybe we're not going to have a $2 million home. But I also don't want to have, I, I'm not okay living in an Airstream. I think it's Neither a wonderful life, lifestyle yeah. for other people. We have children, yep. they go to school. I, I want to have a home, yep. uh, a nice, you know, sort of big home um, that we can, whatever, that we can Be able enjoy, to go on vacations. Be able to go on vacations. So we, it was kind of like, I think we had to come to that point where we were like, all right, where is the sweet spot between billion dollar you know lifestyle and airstream and airstream yeah and like you know so find that level and then how much is that per month right and then how can we make that doing things that we enjoy but i still don't think that we're pursuing fire no i don't think we really are sort of the diehard definition of what it is i don't think we really are and obviously there's lots of varying ways to do it. I think the essence of financial independence, I very much love. I really do. I think it's a fantastic way of looking at things where every dollar that you get in your life, you can see it as a way to grow your wealth and to provide yourself more options in the future. And if you look at if you look at money that comes in like that, I think that's that gives you freedom. Maybe not yeah. instantaneously today, yeah. but it can be here in the future. So I think... I like the financial independence part. Right? Exactly. Like it's like... Yeah, like you said, it gives you options. Yeah. Um, if you were to lose your job, yeah, it wouldn't be devastating. Right. You're never going to lose your home. Yeah. You know, and so there's a lot of stability and a lot of options that come along with the financial independence part. The retiring early part. I personally think there's a flaw in that. I think there's some marketing problem with the word so. fire, honestly. I don't think I don't think most I think most people who do retire early that I've spoken to, a lot of a lot of them, they find that after a little while they're ready to do something new. And I always think about that story of um, Ace Ventura. What's mm-hmm. his name? Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. Yeah. So Jim Carrey, you know, starts <laughs> like out. first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really who he is. Yeah. And then I think Jim Carrey <laughs> the Jim is Carrey. the character yeah. he plays. So um, he started off as a, you know, a, a young actor, comedian, and wasn't super successful in the beginning. I think he tried out for SNL and didn't get yeah. the job. Um, later ended up on a little known show called, what was it? Oh, in Living Color. In Living Color. Yeah. Fly Girls. Yeah. Um, so he, he, you know, it turned out well for him. But I think the, the story of his success is that he started out kind of poor, not real successful, and he wrote himself a check for $10 million, and he said, someday I'm going to cash my own check. I'm, that, I'm going to become, you know, something big. And, you know, so his whole journey was like climbing this mountain, and one day he actually did get there. And then he fell into a huge depression, right? And it was just kind of, um, it was because the journey was more exciting than actual destination. destination. Yeah. And then once he was there, he was kind of like, is this really it? Mm-hmm. And so that's how, kind of how I feel about the whole retiring early thing. And oh, I yeah. think there's even people that you've interviewed who did talk about the they they pursued fire and when you interview them they were super happy and now a few years later they're like well I've kind of returned to work because it was real boring sure. or because yep. we ended up wanting more than yeah. an airstream or so I think that whole retire early thing or just even a different version of work they returned to that they're more happy with they're like yeah. okay I don't want to be an IT guy anymore because that was but really I don't want to do nothing but I want to do nothing so maybe I'll write or I'll yeah. coach people or mm-hmm. whatever you find the thing that makes you happy 
And I think that's what we've tried to do, or at least I've learned from my hard charging ways and with your counsel, is that we want to try to include the things that we put out there for retirement, early retirement or regular retirement today. Like, what can we do? Maybe we can't go on vacations every month or be on permanent vacation, but what can we do to put a vacation out there every six months or... You know, or even like hobbies, you know, yeah, like, I've talked about a bit like when I retire, I'm going to have so much time to learn another piano. language or, or learn the piano. And I had time recently yeah. to do the piano. And you're like, wait, why don't I just do that? Why now? don't I just do it now? Because I'm only working 30 hours a week now right. and I can do that now. Right. So why? Yeah, I think sometimes we put this whole like retiring uh, idea on a pedestal. Yes. But it's not actually what anybody wants. Nobody wants to like be done right. doing I, something for forever. Yeah, I think it's that's like, the thing. It's like trying to figure out what's the thing that really bothers you right now about your life and then work on that. Don't try yeah. to like revolutionize your life and say, I'm going to retire. It's yeah. like, what is the thing that's bothering you? Do you not like your job? Okay, could you find another job in the same industry? No, I hate the industry. Okay, that's cool. Could you find another career that yeah. brings you fulfillment, even if it pays you a lot less money? Well, I can't afford that lifestyle. Okay, what can you do to afford that lifestyle? Do you need to erase your debt? Do you need to eliminate your mortgage? Do you need to X, Y, Z? There's, yeah. If you just keep asking yourself like, all those questions, you'll eventually yeah. get there, I Finding like. little tidbits of that like idea of retiring early yes. but incorporating them now yeah i think my friend audra um her husband has that yeah he likes his job. really yeah. loves yeah. music and he gets to to teach and compose for a living mm-hmm. and he may not make a billion dollars a year but he's happy and he's he he doesn't require a lot of material stuff to be right. happy so for him he's reached that whatever we call it fire or what do you call it soft fire uh there's a yeah there's a word out there slow fi is like another version of it so it's like this middle ground version yeah it's great um but i think she is looking for her Her you know version so i don't know i guess i would say like you know find first you kind of have to like find your level of comfort of lifestyle that you want and then you have to figure out what that how much that costs per month um, and then, and then you just figure out what you can do that's that you enjoy doing day to day. Like thinking, you almost have to think like I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, yeah, and not retire. Yeah, what is that? Thing? Sure. And then, and as we've talked about in past episodes, being okay with change. Like if you right. did the. Like, for example, if I did this thing for a while, this podcasting, YouTubing, whatever thing I'm doing, um, and I decided to change in five years, like, as long as I'm moving towards something that can also provide our family money and makes me happy, that's okay, too. Like, I think that's the problem with sometimes with careers. We like, well, I've chosen to be a doctor, so I need to be a doctor forever. Yeah. Do you? Could you make a change? Could you be something different? You know, I think people feel stuck in their decision because it was such a financially draining thing. Maybe with student loans or whatever you chose to do or however many years you went to school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to change. I do too. Should we do some takeaways? Sure. Yeah. So key takeaway well, number one, I would say um, retiring early is not necessarily like the holy grail. I always say that, don't I? Well, we're holy Catholic, grail. so or we were Catholic. I don't know. Are yeah. we Catholic? Yeah, I guess by definition. <laughs> by definition. Um, but yeah, that's not necessarily. You know, I think it's the idea of early retirement, and really, the early retirement idea is just finding things that you would imagine 
happens when you retire and then trying to incorporate them today. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. And I think uh, number two would be something you mentioned a little, little bit ago is finding that level of comfort. So it's, maybe it's not, Maybe it is Airstream. Maybe it is Airstream. But my girlfriend, Audra, lives in um, San Francisco. So I think a big thing is where, like, like, so if San Francisco is somewhere you do want to stay and you do want to live and you cannot compromise that, that level is going to have to be a little bit higher of income level. Yeah, if you live in Northern California versus Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Or is it, would it be okay for you to live in, you know... Yeah. I don't know, somewhere. Well, a lot of that is just like writing down the numbers too, because it's a lot easier when you write it all down to say this this amount of money I feel comfortable living on. And for us, it seems to be around like five to six thousand dollars. Like when we're six. closer to five, closer we're to not six. as we're like a little tighter. <laughs> closer to six is like okay, we we pretty much can do everything that we want. And it makes us very happy. Yeah. So that's but our level. we're willing to live in Michigan, and we're and happy we're with Michigan. that. Exactly. If we really wanted to live in New York or, or NorCal or whatever, or San yeah. Francisco. Could be completely then different. And we'd have to sacrifice some other things. Yeah. So, yeah, find, find your level. Finding your level. Number two is find yeah. your level, because everybody's different. There's people li- listening all around the country, so, yeah. you know, they could be very happy living on $3,000 a month, yeah. um, and that works well for them. So yep. that's number two. And then... Number Number three three is being okay with change. I mean, just because you went to school for advertising, you start to hate advertising, doesn't mean that you're (laughs) stuck in it forever. You know, you just, I mean, we are living longer these days. We are um, having to choose our careers in in the first tenth of our lives. So, you know, in the first, whatever. It's like, I don't think that, that it's normal. I don't think that it, it should be um, expected that we stay in the same thing forever. So I think we have to be okay with having multiple um, lives during our one lifetime and yeah. having multiple um, jobs, you know. And that, that ability to right. ch- change or take a career change or take a leap somewhere is a lot easier than doing fire because... A lot of the people who have done fire are making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and saving a lot of it. And so there's nothing wrong with that again, but if you're looking for a more realistic route for the majority of our country, it is looking at your employment situation and then deciding what can I do with that where I'm still working and making money somehow, but maybe it's less and I'm a lot happier. What can you do to figure that out? Because that's a lot more realistic than pure fire, I believe. Yeah. So, cheers to that. Cheers. My glass is empty. Yours needs to be empty I'm, pretty I'm going to work on that. And everybody, thank you very much for being here today. I'm going to check out uh, our, our live chat here and say thank you to the folks that have showed up. I appreciate it. I can't figure out how to thank do it on my you. phone. Um, so I'm just <laughs> touching there. the screen right now. It probably looks pretty weird on uh, <laughs> live. But uh, we appreciate everybody uh, showing up for a lot of these. We've done probably 10 of these now together. Cool. We're having a lot of fun. And we're getting great reviews and great feedback. If you want to provide us some feedback, maybe some ideas on future episodes, you can go, you can uh, leave a comment here in the stream here on YouTube. You can also leave a voicemail at marriagekidsmoney.com slash voicemail or hit me up on social media at Andy Hill MKM. Instagram has been my jam lately, so hang out with me there. That'd be great. Oh, thank you very much, MD. Keep it up. 
I appreciate uh, okay. it. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing this, and thank you very much for joining us here in beautiful Fort Lauderdale. Hey, if you ever come to Fort Lauderdale, the Harbor Beach Marriott Fort Lauderdale is gorgeous. It's very good for families. They've got a private beach, an awesome pool. The kids' club used to be uh, around, but COVID, me. If know, they bring it back, we'll if they come bring back. It back. We'll come back. But anyway, cheers to you. Cheers. And uh, cheers Thanks to you. Thanks for watching. Have a good one, everybody.